ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. So when I started dating after my divorce, I was horrified, right? Any of you out there who have ever dated or you're currently dating, you know how this is. Suddenly there was this online stuff and I totally felt like a meat market. But then again, on the other side, I kind of thought it was fun to be able to shift through all the pictures of all of these potential suitors but it was overwhelming. I had no idea what I was doing and I really didn't even know what I wanted. At the time, all I knew is I didn't want my ex-husband, but I wanted something special. I wanted something unique. I wanted something that lifted me up and made me feel amazing. I wanted to attract a superstar and I think we all do. And so today on the Purpose Girl podcast, I have the queen of dating to help us attract the love that we desire, that we deserve. And whether you are dating right now or you are in a relationship, this conversation is going to help you because how many marriages out there have kind of lost some of their juice, right? Have lost their luster. And so I am so, so, so excited for my guest today. Marnie Batista is the queen of dating. She has been making her clients irresistible to men, but not just men, right? High quality men. And I'm sure a lot of high quality women out there too. Marnie is a certified professional dating and relationship coach and expert. She's a writer. She's a nationally recognized print and online magazine expert from Cosmopolitan Magazine to HuffPo to Your Tango, Men's Fitness, Glamour, and more. I actually first started following Marnie before I was married to Josh. So I had my eye on her for a long time and was reading her advice and her blog. She also has had guest appearances on CBS, ABC, Loveline. She's filled in for Dr. Drew. She has her own weekly dating and relationship web show, The Dating Den, which has over 2.6 million views. And she has been named one of the 10 best women's dating experts by datingadvice.com. So you absolutely, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the show. Marnie, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I love to talk about dating and I love talking to you. So I'm super pumped. (laughs) This is like going to be so fun. All right. So Marnie, when I was out there, okay, it it was not fun. And I have to tell you. So uh, one of my coworkers in my business and actually a former client texted me last night, going on another first date again, I roll emoticon. Like, don't even get me started on the dating, right? Because she just keeps, it's like one absence, not cool, not emotionally intelligent guy out there. So first of all, what's going on with women and dating? (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. There are humans out there dating, and so they're (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Um, And they're imperfect, and they're in pain, and they're in fear, and our culture has has changed, and men are so damn confused right now. They don't want to be part of the, you know, the patriarchal fuck-up society, and Mm. they're afraid to call you, and they don't want you to think they're a rapist, and they're (sighs) just... 
they're so scared and they're so confused as to what their role is. So that's going on. And then meanwhile, women have really stepped fully into their masculine, but they don't want these like beta males who are confused. And so it's like chaos out there. It is chaos. You're not imagining it. It's chaos. It is. I love that you said this, that we have so fully stepped into our masculine, right? Like every single one of us, we want to be like feminine and loved and um, juicy, sensual. But what we know is how to be like a badass businesswoman out there, how to get things done or a badass mom. And like, where do we go from here if it's a big chaos, chaotic mess out there? First thing that you could really do is step into uh, the belief that you can control the controllables, that you are the cause of your results. It's not that online dating sucks. It's not that Tinder is a hookup. It's not that you live in Manhattan and it sucks or you live in BFE, Montana, and there's no men. Like literally all that is irrelevant. So the first thing is to step into, I can create my result. And number two is, and this is really the most scary, because I give a damn. Mm. Because what I hear the most is, you know, of course it would be nice, but I'm not going to, like, I don't want to be that person and I'm not going to set myself up because I'm fine on my own. And it's like, you have to decide, am I going to go for the life I get? Or am I willing to say, I want to be in charge and I want to create the life that I want? Because if I could have it any way I wanted it, I would want to have an intimate, healthy relationship, great sex, companionship, interdependence, joy, peace, someone to rub your feet and bring you coffee. I mean, who doesn't want that? Right. We all do. I can hear my own former voice saying that, right? I wanted to be like a gosh darned independent woman and say, I don't need a man or I don't need a relationship. And I think it was just a defense mechanism in case I didn't get one. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, I was talking to someone last night and I was like, look, sister, you know, like I'm happy to talk to you if you actually give a damn, like if you really want it. And she was like, well, I'm, if I'm honest, I'm scared to say I want it. Right, right, right. So I love this. Let's break down. This is so great. I love, love, love these two sides of it. So one is basically that I can create what I want to create, right? I'm in charge. Now, but what about all the women who are are out there going, no, I'm not. They're deciding if we go out. They're deciding if I'm attractive enough. I feel like meat in a meat market. What do we say to them? We say, oh, isn't it interesting? That's your belief and that's how you feel. So that's your result. Mm. I mean, it's so funny. When you were saying that, I was like, that's literally crazy because it's so not true, right? Because what's funny is if you talk to men and I interview men all the time, they're like, literally like men are, women are making us jump through all these hoops. Women are flaking women, like literally the exact same freaking thing. And so the bottom line is this, is that there's a way to do it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, there's literally a formula. There's a strategy. You get to be in charge of the things you can be in charge of. There's a way to filter. It's really efficient, just like you run your business or your house or your kid's schedule. You don't know how to do it. That's why it sucks. So number one is say I want it. Number two is change your belief system. Step into your femininity. Learn how to date with dignity. Mm. So I love this. This is your term, date with dignity. Tell me what that means. 
<laughs> well, it's funny. So back when I was single, uh, I had different iterations of myself. And I don't know if you did the like, oh my God, like for me, I was divorced and I got married when I was 20. So I was like, like almost 40. And I was like, does girls still have it? You know? And I was like going out and I'm like, damn, this is fun, right? Like I can hook up with the hot guys. I'm not that dorky kid in high school. So that was super right. fun, right? And what was really amazing is I went through that process and I think it is developmentally appropriate to like sow your wild oats, you know, in a healthy way. But the, what I realized was that what was different from when I was doing it in my 20s was that I would wake up in the morning and I would kind of feel shitty about myself. If he didn't mm. call me back, I would feel like there was something wrong with me. If I didn't want to do it, I felt like, well, if I don't have sex with him, then he might not ask me out again. So I better. And that didn't feel great either. I was choosing men who were giving me crumbs and I was allowing it. And so if I look back on that part of my life, the thing that was missing was dignity and self-respect. This is so big. This is so big. I love this so much because... I know for myself, I know for so many of my clients and my girlfriends, we're looking for someone out there to be so awesome and to treat us with dignity, to treat us with respect. And yet, what are we doing for ourselves, right? How do we treat ourselves? I remember I used to have a checklist, right? And you and I have talked about this before. And the checklist, I see this with a lot of women, the checklist that they have is like tall, good looking, successful, funny, ambitious. And it's the same checklist no matter what they have. And I'm much more a fan of like, think about how you want to feel. And then if it's, you want to feel respected, right? Like you're, or you want to feel adored, then bring that back to yourself. Are you respecting yourself? Are you adoring yourself? So here you were, Marnie, this is so brilliant. And you realize, wait a minute, I've got to treat myself that way. Totally. And what's, what's so, my, I love this conversation because yeah, everyone has their checklist, right? Uh, I call them like your deal breakers, your non-negotiables. And then what's so funny is when I work with people and I dive into it, there's this piece that like you're not living into your own deal breakers, your own non-negotiables, right? Like I want a guy to commit to me and you're like not committed to yourself or you don't commit to things, <laughs> right? And that's that little piece of you then that says, well, I'm not good enough. And so ladies, that's why I'm saying like this is totally in your control because all those little cluster, you know, what's in your brain are actually part of the result that you're getting. And so it's very subtle, but it's so powerful. Wow. So you realized here you are, this is so powerful. This is so good. You realize I've got to start treating myself with dignity and respect. What did that mean for you? Well, first of all, it meant that I had to feel uh, that I was a woman of value and that I was enough. Hmm. Right. Cause like, you know, and everyone has their story. Right. But like, I just think back to being like 11 or 12 and having like monster boobs. Right. <laughs> I had the Kardashian body before yeah. it was cool, you know, and Kent Roder yeah. said I had a big butt and I was traumatized. I was like 11. So I basically, you know, compensated for that by feeling like, well, guys are noticing this. So that must be what's good about me. So hmm. that's all they really want. Right. Like I, I'm not worthy if I don't have sex with you, if I'm not the best lay you ever had. 
right? Like there's that whole, totally. yeah. Whatever the story is when we're younger, it's so funny. My brother told me that I had a big butt too. And so I would like do this thing where I would look in the mirror and try to like tuck in yes. a half <laughs> inch of my butt, right? And I was like constantly trying to do that. And then what's so hilarious is now big butts are in. And that is my proof, ladies, that there is no such thing as the quote unquote perfect body because it's whatever society says. And so you just do you, right? And you <laughs> love you. It's so funny that what's ironic is that now I have three daughters with like juicy tushies and uh, they're like, mom, <laughs> like, thank you so much. You know, and I was their age going like, why can't I like, I'm a curse. So, right. so it, it led you to think that your body was all that mattered yeah. to men and dating. Yeah, it was, it was a no, no win situation. So, so the first thing I did, and this was, I had this moment, like, I think, you know, if you're a reader, you know, like all these great authors who write memoirs about their love life, they have that moment. Elizabeth Gilbert's is like, you know, on the bathroom floor or whatever it is. So I had, I took this personal development workshop and uh, my life was like totally a mess. And I remember, forget this, I was in the corner of this classroom and was doing this work. And I was like, God, I'm so mad at you. Like you, you know, this jerky husband. And now this guy broke up with me and why aren't you there for me? And what's wrong with me and what's wrong with you? And I just heard this voice that was like, I've always been here. You turned your back on me. Ooh. And I was like, what? And I realized that that was the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, saying I turned my back on me. Wow. I mean, that is profound. Profound. Wow. You have a moment like that and it's like I have chills running throughout my whole body. So you have this moment realizing you turned your own back on you. And then what decision did you make after that? I realized that like I had to be there for myself, you know, like mm. I, I was enough, right? Mm. Like I, and that's what's so, and this is why it keeps tying back into like, you know, your story that, you know, there's no good men is because like, if you're not there for yourself, how can you ever expect anyone else to be there for you? You know, like RuPaul says it, you know, honey, if you can't love yourself, you know, like, how are you going to expect anyone else to love you? You know, can I get an amen? Totally. And an amen. An amen, right? <laughs> I just watched it last night. It's like, all oh, stars. anyway. Um, so I was like, holy crap. So, and, and that's really what I think the most important thing is, is I was going to give anybody advice is that if you are getting this kind of result, like what if you just say, okay, if I were going to take 100% responsibility and say the common denominator in all my failed relationships is me, and I just put that on pause, right? Like put the dating thing on pause and really look at how do I feel about me? Do I love myself? And what I mean by that is not do you get manicures and pedicures and like you get massages and you're a badass at work and you have friends and you you can go on vacation by yourself. I know you can. You're cool. Um, <laughs> right? It's Because people tell me like those are their like, you know, if you could have like um, a little brownie vest with your badges as a single woman, right. those would be your like. Those are the badges. That's so funny. I hear that all the time. And I used to be like, I'm badass. I go on vacation by myself. You're like, look at my brownie vest. I have like, I, I, I got the, I paid for college by myself badge and I got the, I can make a fire badge, you know, but when you are like looking in the mirror, are you afraid of getting hurt? Are you afraid of letting anyone in? Are you afraid of being hurt again to the point where if you're honest, it's really, really hard for people 
to see you, especially, especially, especially when the stakes are high. Yeah, that's a lot to get honest about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It requires a lot of courage. It does require a lot of courage. And I also think it requires um, it's a lot of courage and then a lot of self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not to beat ourselves. We beat ourselves up enough, right? This is not to beat ourselves up and say, oh, I'm the problem here. It's rather what an opportunity to see where maybe you just have old wounds, old cracks in your heart that haven't yet healed or that are ready for you to fill it with some love and then with your own self-love and then with someone else's as well. Totally. And, and one of, you know, we have a, an awesome coaching team and one of our coaches always says, you know, uh, when someone is really looking at those cracks in the heart, you know, in that fear, and she says, and of course you would, hmm. of course you would have your heart guarded. Of course you would. Right. And to be able to go to that place and have self-compassion and from that place to say, of course I would. And what do I want? And Because here's what's crazy is like, if there was a little girl that you knew who was hurt, because, you know, Kent Roder said, your butt's big. And it hurt her feelings. You would sit there and you'd be like, oh my God, of course you would be hurt. Of course. Yeah. Right. Like I get it. That was so of course mean. You would still feel that way. Of course. Yeah. I say that. I actually say that of course thing all the time because it, it may it is. Of course you would. And it's not true. And here you are. And and you have so much opportunity. You're so lovely and you deserve what you want. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's powerful. And self-compassion is because if you can do that, if you can have self-compassion, then you can go deeper and really do the work because honestly, it's not complicated. I mean, it's not rocket science. I don't believe you need to go to therapy for six years to figure it out. There's so many uh, ways to, to shift this stuff, but it's just about giving yourself permission um, to be guarded, to be hurt, and also to really say, I want what I want in my life. Hmm. Beautiful. Amazing. And from that, I'm hearing, I want it, and I'm going to open myself up to it. This is so incredible, Marnie. You're incredible. So you talk about a mindset for attraction, right? And I'm even thinking whether you're dating or you're in a relationship, this mindset is important because a lot of women out there maybe have just kind of lost attraction within their relationship or are just feeling like, does my husband really love me? Do I really love him or her or whoever it might be? So let's dive a little bit deeper into the mindset of attraction. The mindset of attraction is twofold. So it's the number one, like I'm the bomb, diddybomb.com, right? Like <laughs> I, I am lovable. I am worthy. I have boundaries. I have needs and I can attract them and I take responsibility for what's on my side of the page, mm. you know, my page. Um, this is like a beautiful declaration. I mean, I know you have a ton of courses. Maybe it's in there somewhere, but like, really, I am the bomb. Let me see if I get this bomb diggity bomb.com. Um, <laughs> basically like I'm hot. I'm a star, right? Like I am worthy. I'm a catch. I am a catch and also, and so here, there's a nuance, right? Okay. Because it's not like my arms are folded over my chest and I am so hot and you like prove to me like, no, it's like, 
I am this powerful, beautiful, like redwood. And like, I have roots that go deep and I blow with the wind and you can hear the rustle. If you listen, I don't need to push you away. I don't need to pull back. And I'm feminine. Hmm. This is beautiful. This image of a tree actually is so feminine. It's so strong and such roots. That word feminine though, I use it all the time too. And and I I think that we don't really know what it means often. How do you define it, Marnie? So the way that I would define feminine, and this is straight from uh, the, the heart of Brene Brown, is um, I'm willing to be vulnerable even when I don't know how it turns out. Mm. I'm willing to be vulnerable even when I don't know how it turns out. Wow. That actually is an aspect of man and woman. I mean, the male and fe- it's because we all have masculine and feminine in us. So the feminine is the vulnerable place. Totally. And and so the, what's really cool is most women would define a high quality guy as being able to access that quote unquote feminine, right? Or vulnerability because mm-hmm. no, not nobody, most men, a women who are conscious, let's just use that word. Yeah, they want a strong guy, but they don't want him to be like emotionally disconnected or emotionally unavailable or just be really rich or, you know, but not be able to have that heart connection. So I think that's the feminine in men and women is this ability to access vulnerability. And I think that if you also look at the feminine, and then there's like little tentacles of that, right? And that means I can ask for help. Mm. That means I can receive help. That means I can let someone else lead. That means I don't have to fix, solve, and plan everything. That means I can take a pause. Wow. I'm like getting, feeling a little bit more relaxed. My shoulders are relaxed (laughs) with each thing you say. Because as a strong woman, we do walk around with kind of our our shoulders up. Like I, I have to take control of everything. I've got to do everything. And I know for me, I so much want to melt into someone. Totally. I so much want that. Josh and I took dancing lessons for our wedding. And the dance instructor, fortunately, she's someone who's really close to me. But lesson number one, she's like, Karen, get out of your masculine. Right? Because it was so hard for me to follow. It was so hard for me to follow. So how do we support a woman who's so used to being and needs to be in the other areas of her life, right? Whether that is because she's a single mom and has a million things she has to do, or because she is a superstar boss lady at work or both. How do we support her? What do we do to relax a little, to to step into our feminine? I call it your sexy alpha femme. Because here's the thing, I don't want anyone to say, I need to turn down or discount that that alpha part of me, right? Mm-hmm. Like that goal setting achiever, go get her, like embrace her, honey. Like, you know, she got you where you are. So number one is to I'm not saying like, get rid of her. Like she serves you. Okay. Like keep her around. Love it. We want a little both and. Exactly. <laughs> this is a big hand. Yeah. Okay. So, but the part that I want you to start to explore is what does it look like if you are able to transition and move fluid like most of the time um, into an identity of what your feminine looks like, Mm. right? Like 
it looks like asking for help. It looks like mm-hmm. slowing down. Mm. This is so good. Yes. Thank you, Marnie. I mean, I have had a picture in my mind for a long time. I've done a lot of work on the feminine recently, but I did have a picture for a long time of what the feminine would look like. And I saw myself in a particular outfit. It was just a white t-shirt and really simple jeans, hair in a ponytail, sitting on the couch with a blanket, reading and a mug. I don't know if it was hot cocoa or tea. I had a vision of me as a mother I had a vision of me in something flowy and pink and sexy. And so we do have images of what the feminine is. Well, totally. And my, my favorite thing is, you know, like I was just looking at, you know, my, my year and like, what were the peak experiences? My husband and I went on this trip and uh, he, he planned it all. And uh, we had this like great driver guy. It was in Costa Rica. And I just, we had like the best time. And what I really realized was that, and I'm working on this like freaking every single day is I was so in my feminine there, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't need to be in charge. He planned everything. I wasn't thinking about work. You know, I felt like turned on. I like wanted, I felt like girlfriend instead of wife or partner, business owner. I took on that, that identity. And I, I was like, wow, this is, and it's profound. He was like, wow, I really like this. <laughs> I'm like, let's make out. Like I want, yeah. you know, but when I'm in my day and for those of you who are in relationships, you know, like it's easy to just like, come on. Hey honey, how was your day? Let's do that. What do you want to do here? Da, da, da. What do you want to watch? You got the remote. Okay. Turn on the light, not turn on the light. Let's go to bed. Do you want to have sex? It's just like, Boom, 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 boom. Totally. <laughs> right? So there, that's what my life looks like. Uh, it is. For, for many of us, right? It becomes robotic. It becomes just another to-do. and Totally. So the one tip, so my this is like, you know, like the, the quick tip for me is I slow, I physically slow down. Ooh. I physically slow down. I like my husband works at home. So I like walk into the kitchen and I walk more slowly and I actually see him there and I go, he's cute. Right. And I'm like, I think I want to kiss him. Right. Like I, I want to like be with him. Right. Like instead of just buzzing by. Right. So it's a lot about slowing down. It's about putting my phone down. Yeah. 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 This is so good. Um, I'm like, oh, when we get off of taping this, I'm going to go up to the kitchen. kitchen. And it's what I'm hearing is it's about being in your body. Yes, totally. Right. Like the, I forget what you called it, but the super alpha female, sexy alpha femme. Sexy alpha femme. So, so that's in our mind, right? That she's, she's our mind and she's freaking awesome. And this feminine, this place of vulnerability, is in our body. And this combination is so beautiful. So Marnie, is this what you talk about when you're talking about the D factor and you're talking about energy? Is this what we're talking about? Yes. And because here's the thing. So the D factor is just this assessment that we do with clients that we work with that actually like measures your your vibe like everyone says like the law of attraction and you know all of that right so we we do this little assessment and we can see kind of where your default energy goes under stress right mm-hmm. and so here's the thing stressful things are a constant it's how we react to them that declare them stress or stressful mm. so true and that 
tells you about where someone is in dating how? Well, so here's what's interesting is it measures and identifies your core beliefs, right? So if you believe like I have to fight to get what I want or I won't get what I want, or um, I replay events in my mind all the time, or I uh, hold on to, uh, to grudges until someone earns my forgiveness, or I don't have time for people who are not at my level. So, so, so it, it, it aggregates all these beliefs and they're not bad or they're good or indifferent. They're just how you believe. And what happens is, is that when that's the, the glasses that you're wearing and dating or in your life, uh, life is really hard. And so you're trying to be powerful through force and it mm. creates all this cortisol and adrenaline in your body and you're on that treadmill and you're not in your body 90% of the time you're fighting. You have a need to be right. Your guard is up. You're doing a whole lot of behaviors that are a result of those beliefs. It's first of all, it's just not sexy. Yeah. And it's, it's exhausting. I was exact. It's exhausting. It's not sexy. It's exhausting. And, and by the way, no judgment out there because I can recognize myself in that at different, you know, sometimes currently yesterday, today, you know, and then we're also coming across as attackers, right? It's like, then we aren't coming across as connectors and as, as that vulnerable place. Well, yeah. I mean, let's just talk about curious, optimistic, and open. Hmm. Like if let's, you just start- Yes. I, those are three of my favorite words. Let's talk about that. Right? If you just start dating and like, here's the thing, guys, you can't be like, okay, Marnie told me to be curious and optimistic. Today, I'm going to be curious. You know, it's like, no, it's got to be like heart centered, right? So, but if you just start dating from that energy versus the like, oh, like your friend, like, oh my God, another date. Dear God, please let him look like his pictures. Oh my, you know, like, Polly, oh, I can't believe I have to freak it. Like this guy better be worth a blow dry, you know, or like that, like you show up like that. Hashtag better be worth a blow dry. Exactly. <laughs> When you started that sentence, I thought you were going to say better be worth a blow something know, else. Exactly. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the old version of me, but um, but I, I'm sure I thought it. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. You're, if you're a smart woman and you're looking for a certain level of guy, that certain level of guy is also self-aware and smart. So when you show up with the, Ugh, and your arms crossed, and this better be worth it and prove to me you're not like a jerk, like, He's got no time for that. That energy leaks. And that is the guy that will say, she, and you guys have said it about men. So, and we all say it, you know, she was nice. Like it was good on paper, but there was just no chemistry. I can't put my finger on it. Hmm. And so that's why some people don't get second or third dates or it peters out after three months because you're looking for a certain level of person. And so you have to be energetically aligned. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this is all is so good, Marnie. I mean, you're so incredible. What about the person out there who's like, okay, Marnie, but I'm doing that. I'm giving these guys or gals, whoever it is, a chance. And we go out once or twice and it's awesome. And they say that they're going to contact me, but like, then they ghost me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I hear that story a lot. And they're like, no, Marnie, you don't understand. No, the guys I date really are the jerks. What do you, what do we do for that? If that is a pattern, then you, if someone ghosts, right? Or they don't follow up. 
there is a really good chance they're not emotionally available because they're not willing to say, um, hey, I really had a nice time, but this isn't a match. Mm. Oh, this is so good. Right. And why would we want them anyway if they can't be man enough or woman enough or what? They just can't be human enough to say, hey, thank you, but good luck in life. Exactly. And that's what's that's what's really amazing is so when I work with someone and we change their energy and we teach them how to be discerning so that you're they're 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 you're filtering without being picky, um, even if it's not a fit, rarely do these men just completely disappear. There's a conversation like, hey, you know, I know that you know, you're in a place in your life where you said having kids is really important to you. And I was really thinking about it and I wanted to date you because I was thinking maybe like I could be open to it, but like after some reflection, like, I just think we're not in the same place or, you know, like I really, um, I'm actually kind of dating. I I went on a date with someone else and it's kind of going somewhere. So with, with respect, I just want to say like, I'm going to pursue that. So it doesn't mean that, that it doesn't not work out. It means that a man of quality is going to have that integrity and he's going to communicate it with you. So the answer is if you're getting a lot of guys who ghost, they're emotionally unavailable. There's something going on with them. And that is your energy level. That's what you're attracting. And so it just goes back to you. Mm. And so there are, you were starting to tell us there are these formulas, right? There is a process that you teach women and men. Do you teach men too? I don't, I used to work with men, but now I work 99% with women. Mm. And you have a team of coaches and you take them through an actual process. What's one of your favorite success stories? Uh, when you said that, I just smiled on the inside and out. Um, <laughs> I know. I wish you could have seen her. I, I know. Um, you know, I had a client, she's been working with me now, like maybe a little bit over a year, but at the very beginning she came to me, she had done a lot of personal development work, like a lot, like the best, right? Like done the best, um, came to me totally dating a guy well, barely dating in a relationship with a guy who just wasn't making time for her, not available. She was like, we're like best friends, you know, great chemistry, putting up with crap. Now this is a high level executive, adorable, really, really smart. Like you would never, she's the woman that is your friend and you're like, goes, you guys go out to brunch and you're like, can you believe Jane is dating that guy? (laughs) Can you believe Jane puts up with that shit from Jeff? Right? Like it's her. Um, and so she, and she wasn't sleeping. She was battling depression. Mm. Um, she was not in a good place. And she started to do this work and did the internal work, completely shifted, healed a lot of things, starts sleeping, starts feeling that she's a woman of value, starts being able to manage her fears and anxiety, changes her beliefs, follows the formula. Literally, I think she maybe dated for a month, meaning she probably went out with maybe five guys at the most, maybe six, uh, within like two to three months, kind of her favorite, you know, rose to the top. Um, and now they're in a relationship. They've been together for seven months. She just messaged me the other day and said, uh, they've said, I love you. Um, they're going Aww. on a holiday vacation together. She never Aww. had kids. She's like, I can't believe I'm a woman who's like doing her life according to soccer schedules. Um, <laughs> you know, like I'm going on a family vacation, right? With like, his teenage daughter and Aww. her boyfriend. And she got her, so, and then her career took off even further. She got like an amazing uh, job. I mean, she's sleeping. She's, she's got a different life. Because 
because you use these key words, Marnie, and this is, I know, what you teach in your in your courses. She's believes she's a woman of value. No, no, better. She knows she's a woman of value. And ladies, this I feel like is the most important three. These three words, like, can we get the amen? We are women of value, period. That is, if we could all walk around and know that, right? What would we be doing for in terms of boundaries? What would we accept and not accept at work? What would we accept and not accept in dating? This is incredible, Marnie. It's 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 a game changer. And and uh it's about leaning in and being vulnerable and saying how you feel and asking for what you want. And the mm-hmm. right guy, um, you know, the you can't really screw up with the right guy. Mm. So good. You know, I've actually learned that with Josh. I've really, really, really learned that that you cannot screw up with the right guy. And we actually had a profound moment few years ago when we were still dating, we were actually in the shower and he started kissing my forehead and then the temples. And he made sure to kiss my fingernails. And I actually broke down crying because I felt so adored. It wasn't even about sex. It probably led to sex, but that's not the thing that either one of us remembers. I started crying because I said, I've never felt so loved. Mm. And so this, what you're sharing with us, knowing that you're a woman of value, that you can lean in and allow that is so beautiful and so profound. And so Marnie, I know women out there are like, where do I find this woman? And I know you have a webinar, Five Simple Steps. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So if you resonated with any of the like, oh my God, I can't believe <laughs> If you were, if you're, if that's your life, right? I want you to decide if you want to create possibility. So if you do, there literally are these five shifts um, that you can start to make that will start to be the pivot, right? It's like, I'm going to move this semi. I'm going to get on the off ramp. Like, you know, it's like, here we go. And and so in this uh, training, I really dive into what are those shifts and they're phenomenal in that they are so counterintuitive to what you're mm-hmm. doing that you'll be like, whoa, right? Because, you know, you've been down this, this road before. Our beliefs around dating, love, relationship, those neural pathways are pretty deeply entrenched. So what I would love for you to do, if this resonates for you, is to start to think about like, what would it be like if I completely let go of that and and, and went into a different possibility? Like, woo, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and that's really what those shifts are about. And they are, um, they're a great way to begin to pull off the road. This is beautiful and incredible. And we're going to put the link to it. It's datingwithdignity.com forward slash training, but it's in the show notes. And um, I, I want to do it even though I'm I'm already married because it feels like there's always shifts that I can make to show up in this relationship the way that I want to show up. Would it help me as well, Marnie? Well, absolutely. Because the, the way that I uh, message it or the, the, the thing that I think that most of us have, whether we're in relationships or not, is what I call love shield. And it's Mm -hmm. really incredible because it's like translucent, right? So nobody else, nobody can see it, but it's like in those little moments in relationship or dating where we put that shield up, you know, and we're kind of mean to our husband or our boyfriend or, um, 
you know, we have that little thing of like, was he going to do that? Cause he doesn't want to be with me or, mm-hmm. um, or did he, did he not rake the leaves because he's being a jerk or he's changing or because I did something wrong. Right. Like we, we take it back. I know I do. Okay. Maybe that's me. No, I, I, it back to myself. I do. I, and I have a shield. I, I know I do where sometimes I will still come out as if I've got to be that, you know, that alpha masculine male. And especially because I'm doing that all day long in the business. All day long. And so, yeah. My husband so goes like, training. yeah, he, my husband says like, when you start to take the trash out, I know that you're in your shit. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I don't need no stinking man. I was fine before I met you. Right. Like, right. So love shield. So, and so love shield impacts all of us. It's really profound where it comes from. It's totally uh, shiftable and penetrable. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, here's the thing. If you want to be a fully expressed woman, which means that you are um, living your most authentic life in your relationships and everything that you do by being fully you, like just, this is the way you get everything in your life, including dating. Mm. So good. So good. So good. I can't wait to take it for myself. And uh, of course, people can find you at datingwithdignity.com and your incredible co- podcast, datingwithdignity.com forward slash podcast, right? I believe so. It's called the dating. <laughs> it's called the dating den. So you can just find us, you know, where you find podcasts. We have like, I don't know, five stars, 85 reviews. I'm hilarious, by the way. So. <laughs> She is. She is. We we taped an episode where I was talking women's happiness with her, and she is. She's hilarious, and she's obviously so knowledgeable. You must, must, must go find her. So, Marnie, I'd love to do this one little thing with all okay. my guests on the Purpose Girl Podcast. It's called the Purpose Power Play Round, and I just want to ask you a couple of quick questions, and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind. I good? love it. I love games. Let's go. Okay, it's a game. Here we go. Ready? Number one. When you were a little girl, what did you want to be? Teacher. A teacher. And look at you now. I know. Kind of crazy. Yeah. This is the stuff I love because it doesn't look like the traditional teacher, but you are a teacher to thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people every day. Totally. So that's, I love it. I love it. I love it. So incredible. Okay. Number two, a movie you've seen that is a must go see. That I've seen. Can I seen it from my couch? Oh, of course. Hello. That's the best kind. Okay. Well, this is really recent. I just watched Bruce Springsteen on Broadway on oh. Netflix and I was moved to tears. Amazing. Oh, wow. Amazing. Okay. So I was going to another Broadway show just a couple of weeks ago when he was doing his show. And I actually ran into Jenna Bush Hager right beforehand. And that's how I knew that he was playing on Broadway. But I didn't know that you could watch it on Netflix. It just came, it came out, the show closed December 15th and it launched on Netflix December 16th. And I just happened to sit my ass down on the couch and it was there. And I was like, wow, it was amazing, profound, powerful, thought provoking. Of course, he's an amazing musician. Uh, it's right. yeah. Anyway, that's my fave for today. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Thank you. That's so cool. Okay. And then, so five years from now, I'm walking down the street. I'm like, Marnie, tell me what's one great, amazing thing about how you're feeling or what you're experiencing in life at that moment. I've taken the opportunity to do some nomadic living with my husband in some form, whether it's a boat in Indonesia or I don't know, caravanning across Europe. I don't know, some sort of thing like that. Um, And my kids, my three daughters are super, super happy, maybe in relationships. And I get to spend boatloads of time with them laughing. Oh, so good. 
What a gorgeous picture. Amazing. Well, so shall it all be, or even better. I love those desires. Everyone out there, definitely go to datingwithdignity.com. I can't wait to take this training. Marnie, you are incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone out there, thank you for listening to the Purpose Girl podcast. We hope you liked this episode. And if you did, then please, please, please rate us. Give us the five stars. Give us a review. Tell us what you think. I also love hearing from you. So find me on Instagram, Karen Rockhind, or join the Facebook group, Purpose Girls. We're making huge changes coming up where I'm going to be doing Facebook Lives on a regular basis every other day coming at you with new content. So you want to join our community there. As you know, the most important thing that you can do is to share this podcast with every woman you know who needs it. Share it with your friends who are going through dating right now. Share it with your friends, your mom, your sisters, your coworkers who are not feeling as romantically attractive or attracted to their partners. The way that we are going to change the world is one woman at a time. So with that, we thank you. We love you. May you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.